What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Manifestation Queen Radio. I am your host, Brianna Mosier, and I am a business and manifestation coach. And on this podcast, it is my mission to give you the foundational knowledge that you need to start creating and living your dream life. On this show, you will find all things entrepreneurship, business, relationships, success, spirituality, and everything in between. Basically, how to live your best life in a nutshell. You'll find private episodes from me. You'll find rewind episodes that are exclusive trainings from my paid group programs. You're going to find guest experts from people who are highly respected in their fields and crushing it at life. And today... We're going to have a little heart to heart. You know, I was driving back from the gym. I'm so grateful to be back in the gym. Um, Those of you that are on the live video version of this, by the way, let me know. Are you back in the gym yet? Are you training? How's it feeling? How's that going? I felt such a relief to be in the gym. And I was driving back and this song came on the radio, not on the radio, it came on my Spotify that I had saved from years ago. And I used to listen to it on repeat when I was competing in fitness competitions. Um, And like just gave me all these flashbacks to when fitness and standing on stage. And if you guys don't know, I used to be a bikini competitor and I, I crushed it. I took home a lot of trophies, did really well. And that was all that mattered to me at the time, training. And there was a point where I thought I was going to go all the way with bodybuilding, that it was something I adored. And then I started a business because I fell so much in love with nutrition and fitness. I started a business and helping people and watching them transform and helping their mindset click and shift. Like that was what really lit me up more than anything creating a business and watching it grow and learning how to grow a business became wildly fulfilling and satisfying. Um, And it's been a while since I've taught fitness and nutrition because as you guys know, now I teach manifestation and business, right? Once my business hit six figures in the first 11 months, I was in love with the energetics of business and manifestation and that's what I wanted to be teaching more than anything but there was a point when this particular song would play on repeat for me and it's all about like holding your vision and pursuing your passion I'm sure you guys want to know what it is it's called Closer by Mike Studd who's this like I don't know not very well known um, rapper, singer whatever you want to call him And I used to listen to it all the time in the gym when I was training super hard, thinking about being on stage. And now it's like when I hear this song, it makes me think about being on stage, but being on stage speaking to people and inspiring them and leading seminars and promoting books and working with clients and holding retreats. Like It's such a different vision I have for myself, but the version of me that used to hear this song and see herself on stage in her bikini winning trophies, like that happened. Everything I had visualized and, and embodied and worked so hard for with fitness and competing, it happened. I created it. I manifested it. 
And so now here I am picturing, you know, a million dollar business and being on stages and speaking and radically changing lives and helping women grow six figure businesses and heal their relationships and own their feminine energy. And like that gives me such goosebumps like never before. When I first started my business, um, the turning point that, that I often talk about because everyone wants the turning point right like the this is when it all shifted moment that's the moment we're all looking for in our story and so mine in particular was I had just graduated college and I was living with a boyfriend at the time of many years who is a wonderful person and I, I still believe he's a wonderful person to this day and I loved him and we had a puppy together we lived together and my business I had started a few months earlier was making around $800 a month. I had probably a dozen slash maybe eight to 12 clients actually around $100 a month per client and I was struggling. I was struggling because I wanted to charge more but I didn't believe in myself and if you know anything about coaching, you know that when people come in at a very low um, low level, like it's easy for them. I don't want to say easy like you have to charge an, an, an enormous amount, but I do want to be real with you. Like if, you're, if there's no value behind something, you don't move, right? Say hi as you're popping on to the live video version. Hello, Bree. Hi, Jocelyn. Hi, Hannah. Hi, Nat. Hello. Let me know that you're here. So there's a huge value in when you invest into coaching, you move because the amount moves you, it pushes you, it expands you, and you have to rise up. You don't get to play small. But when you don't feel stretched, it's very easy to not do the things that are hard, right? So like with fitness coaching, if you're a fitness or nutrition coach, if your clients are paying you $20 a month, it's very easy for them when they when they want to eat the cookie and they're not supposed to, to just eat the cookie because there's only $20 on the line, right? But if they're paying you $500 or $1,000 or $2,000, by the way, there are nutrition and fitness coaches that have that rate. Um, Lane Norton is one of them. He's incredible in his field. I believe he's still at $2,000 a month, maybe more all of a sudden the game changes. Like you're not cheating your diet, you're not skipping your workouts, right? Because you move, you're committed. It's just an energetic exchange and you're a lot of times more committed at that amount. Hi Mackenzie, say hi as you pop on. So I was struggling at this time and I've, <laughs> I haven't even told you the kicker of this story. So I'm, I'm dating this person who's great. I had started my business but I was struggling undervaluing myself, didn't believe in myself. And the moment it all changed, right? The sweet spot everybody wants to hear about in the story. When did things shift? How did you go from point A to point B? For me, this moment was late August after one of my best friend's weddings, who I was a bridesmaid in, her wedding. And I had gone there with my boyfriend at the time and we were staying um, in another state. And all of a sudden it just hit me like the way that I was playing small in my life and hadn't allowed myself to grow. 
And it didn't have a lot to do with my partner, but it had everything to do with me, right? My partner at the time. It didn't really have a lot to do with him. It was more, and I've never said it that way, but in hindsight, I understand it didn't have a lot to do with him. It had to do with me growing so fast and through life experiencing, life experience, realizing what I wanted and I didn't want, right? Have you guys on the live video, have you ever had that experience where you're with somebody who's absolutely wonderful and you love them, but you've grown as a person and like you can't put your finger on why it's just not fitting anymore? And so it was entirely me realizing that I had grown and expanded and the bubble I was living in like had to burst or I was going to suffocate. So I almost on an intuitive, like it was, the way I want to describe it is like my intuition took over and I just decided like this relationship isn't going to work for me and also I, I need I need to move, I need to be in a different place and also I need to grow my business. Like it was a huge wake up call for me. And it was on a whim. And so that night, I went to my parents' house. I slept there. I had my puppy with me who was only like eight months at the time and had mad behavior problems. (laughs) We still have to work with Ollie on that. He's a little bit special. He's a very special dog. I love him dearly, but he takes a lot of work. (laughs) There's a reason the universe put us together. So I slept at my parents' house and I was devastated and I cried and cried and cried for many days because I had lost a relationship that I valued at the time and I was sad about that. I was sad about the expectation I had for it. I was sad that I had to start over. I I was sad because it was losing my best friend at the time. Like there was so much grief involved and with grief, there's release, right? With grief, there's letting go. With grief, there's I'm letting go of this level to move to the next one. So the moment it all changed was when I ended that relationship and I moved home. I got a U-Haul truck that week. I put all my stuff in it. I moved it home, including my puppy. And I moved into my parents' unfinished basement. And when I say unfinished, I mean truly unfinished. Like they were building this house and they had no expectation of me coming back because I had just graduated college, mind you. So I'm sleeping in this room where the beams are still exposed and there's not actually proper walls downstairs. It's like curtains hanging. Um, It's a cement floor and there's this full-sized bed for me and my puppy. <laughs> hi, Lindsay. Hi, Jenica. Say hi as you pop on to the live video. Let me know you're here. Right? So here we are. This is humbled. This is me very humbled. Sleeping in the basement. Just got out of a long-term relationship. Not making a lot of money in my business whatsoever. Very sad about the loss of my relationship. And knowing in my gut that everything was going to work out. Can you guys relate to that feeling? It's like there's no sign, there's no tangible evidence that things should work out at this point. Like all signs point to Brie as a flop. (laughs) That's where all the signs point to at this. But I knew in my gut, my heart, my soul, this was temporary. I'm going to make it. This is the beginning. Like I just knew, like I knew, like I knew. 
even though shit looked all fucked up from the outside, it was the come up. It was the beginning. And yes, I had moments of doubt. I had moments where I was like, what am I doing? I'm crazy. How is this happening? Right? But I had a faith in a higher power and I knew it was going to work. So there was one night where I was uh, sleeping in that little full-size bed in the unfinished basement. And I remembered earlier that day, my dad had said, hey, I just got this book and like, I'm really excited to read it. And uh, to my office, if you, if you want to use it, did he even offer for me to use it? I can't remember if he offered or I just took it, but I got up in the middle of the night when I couldn't sleep and I pulled out this little book and I started reading it. And the first chapter is on how your divine right is to be wealthy. At the time, I knew quite a bit about law of attraction and manifestation. I'd been using it in my business. I'd been using it to win trophies on stages and you know, manifested that, that partner who was perfect for what I wanted at the time, my puppy, so many things I had manifested. But money, I couldn't make work for me for some reason. So if you're an entrepreneur who struggles with the money side of business, I get it. I was you. I've been there. I'm sending you all the love. I know what that's like. Hi, Kelsey. Lindsay on live video says, I love this story and I feel and know everything is working in my favor. A hundred percent. Yeah, it is. So I got up out of my bed and I picked up the book and I read this chapter and I couldn't put it down for days. And I think I finished it within a week or so because it was summer. I just gotten out of school and I I wasn't doing much in my business and I was single now. (laughs) So I had the time. So I finished this book and it just rocked my world. The book, by the way, is called The Dynamic Laws of Prosperity by Catherine Ponder. I give it to all my clients. I have everyone in my courses read it, among other things, but it's it's an integral part of all my programs. And I donate to Catherine Ponder's um, charity still to this day consistently because of how much I value the way that book changed my life. And I started doing money mindset work and really embracing manifestation, like full force into my business, right? I had used it in other areas, but I hadn't used it quite like I could have in my business. So I studied money mindset. I became obsessed with money mindset and manifestation and how our thoughts and our beliefs and our energies create our reality and manifest into our lives. And I started to look back on my relationship and realize how I had manifested the end of it. And it was my fault, right? I started to look back on my business and realize how I was manifesting my business just barely getting by. I looked back on my relationships with friends and family and my personal power and all these things. And I, I realized that I was the, I was the component. I was the common denominator for everything in my life. Hello, say hi as you pop onto the live video. Rowana, is that how I say your name? Let me know. I realized that I was the one in the driver's seat the whole time. And while I knew this, it was like, oh, I can apply this to business. So what changed was I found my personal power and I activated. And... You know, I I posted this the other day in our private Facebook group 
Um, By the way, guys, if you're on the podcast, you can join the private Facebook group. It's called Manifesting Queens. That's where I'm going live right now. So if you want to pop on and join that, there's a link in the show notes. Check that out. That's where I tell you all about my programs. That's where you find information on my mastermind, my one-to-one coaching, and lots of exclusive trainings and content, Um, card polls, intuitive readings. It's the bomb. So go join it. So now I've lost my turn of thought. (laughs) what was I saying we found the book and we're in the basement oh personal power yes my business changed when I changed when I looked internally at my thoughts beliefs and energies and what was working and what wasn't working like not from a place of self-judgment where I need to be better I'm not good enough and shaming myself but more of a place of okay what do I crush it at what's my passion where am I killing it and where am I not so much killing it where can I grow so it started with money mindset there were a lot of holes in my money mindset This is a key for entrepreneurship. If you want to be making more money in your business, it probably has to do with your money mindset or your personal power and varying degrees of it inside. But when it comes to money mindset, being aware of how you think and believe around money and what your relationship to money is, is really, really important. The way I like to explain it is what would happen if you treated your money like you wait, hang on. I butchered that. What would happen if you treated your partner like you treated your money, right? If you were saying your partner is never here enough or never good enough or he doesn't come around often enough or you're always afraid he's going to leave or you don't want to pay attention to him because you're scared of what you might find. Like what would happen to that relationship, right? It would deteriorate. And so our money is the same way. We have an energetic relationship with money. And when we can clean it up and clear it out and be in a really solid place energetically with money, the clients, the program selling out, the surprise income, it finds its way to you because you're a vibrational match for it. But it can't if you're holding a bunch of garbage about money in your mind. So that was one of the first things I did. And it was a lot of work. There were points when I was journaling four times a day just to rewire my money mindset. But I'm not afraid of doing aligned work. I'm not. And I'm not afraid to be honest with myself about where I need to work harder. I'm not one of those people who will hire a coach or get into a program and be like, "Mm, I'm going to do what I feel like doing and then forget about the rest. Like if I join a program or if I decide I'm going to change or I'm going to pursue a goal, it is on like Donkey Kong. (laughs) I mean, I don't half-ass it at all. I show up for myself because I love myself and I'm committed to myself and I'm committed to my goals. And so even if it's not something I want to do in the moment, like journaling four times a day, I'll do it if that's what's needs what needs to be done, right? So that's what goes on with money mindset. Get clear on your relationship to money. And I have entire programs on money mindset that would be really helpful if you're really interested in this. And of course, that book is in a, a phenomenal start. And what happened in my business after that was incredible. The first time I hit $4,000 in a month, I think I peed my pants. And then like two months later, I hit $8,000. And I think I hit $8,000 again. 
I had one lower month of like 4,000, and then it was 10,000, 12,000, 17,000. It was wild. My income grew and grew and grew and has been, with the exception of one or two dips, consistent five-figure months uh, since then. And growing now. I'm actually in the middle of an up level at this moment. Right now, this is going to be, I know, I know, I feel it in my bones. I'll do a whole podcast on what it feels like when you're about to quantum leap or up level because there are so many signs when you're about to up level. Let me know, guys, if you're on live video, do you want a podcast like that on what it feels like when you're about to up level and how do you know if you're about to up level? I'm happy to do that for you. I know I'm in that process right now of up leveling. I can feel it. I've been here before. So my business grew like crazy and it was amazing. And over that period, of course, I moved out of my parents' basement and you know, lived on my own. I started dating again and I manifested the relationship that I am in now by getting super specific on who I wanted to call in and the kind of person I wanted to call in and what I wanted our relationship dynamic to be like. Again, that's a whole nother podcast. Maybe I should bring him on the show. I feel like that might be fun. It might be time because we have, this is episode 22. So it might be time to bring Chris on the show. I don't know. Let me know what you think. I manifested my partner. He's incredible. This super intelligent, masculine, loving, fit, driven, ambitious, successful, emotionally available man that I love. And I'm about to move in with him this week, actually. So it's really, really beautiful. Everything shifted for me after that night. And it wasn't like just the book. It was the decision. It was a decision of, I am not staying in this place. I'm not staying in this place of being broke and alone and living in my parents' basement. I want more for myself. I'm not willing to be here very long. I'm not. The hardest part of manifestation is when you are where you are and there's somewhere else that you want to be and you have to get there and you have to hold this vibe of becoming that next level person. Do you guys know what I mean? Like if you're in your business right now and you're making $2,000 a month and you really want to be making 10K a month, you have to realize that there's going to be another version of you that makes 10K and you have to align to that version of yourself to get to that place. And I know because I've been both people. I've been the 2K a month person and I've been the 10K a month person. And so I know that vibrationally, those are two very different people. Let me explain that. And this is the heart of what I wanted to talk about today. We have really core fears that will come up when we're up leveling. And the biggest one right now that has been coming into my awareness with my clients and with myself as I go through an up level is a fear of being seen. A fear of being seen. A fear of showing up authentically and people not loving you. A fear of stripping back your masculine mask, your armor, and showing the world who you are and them saying, no thanks, I'll pass. There's this fear coming up in my clients that they're going to go out into the world and be these big, beautiful, bright, bold women and their families are going to abandon them. This is a core fear and it really comes back to biological programming. You know, think about when we were cavemen and cavewomen, right? 
we had to be a part of the tribe. We had to be a part of a unit to survive. There were hunters, there were gatherers, there were people who would take care of our family. There were so many different roles. And if we got kicked out of the tribe, well, we only fulfilled one role and there were a bunch of other roles that needed to be filled for survival. So if we're kicked out of the tribe, it's life or death. We've, we have this innate primal fear that we will die if, if we're abandoned, right? And now, you know, here we are in 2020, And of course, we've evolved since then, but our primal core fear that's programmed into us is, I need my family, I need my tribe, or I will die. And it kind of feels like that. It absolutely feels like that when you're starting to break the mold from your family and friends. I was just talking to a client about this today. When you're starting to break the mold from your family and friends and you're going farther than they've gone, you know, on your entrepreneurship journey, you're gonna be challenging a lot of the beliefs that your family has held forever. So let's say that you are somebody, say you're a life coach, and maybe your mom has worked a nine to five her whole life, and you're gonna crush it in your business. You're challenging so much of what she thought was possible, right? First of all, you're being a badass female leader. Second of all, you're teaching people how to live amazing lives. Well, what if she doesn't feel like she lives an amazing life? What if she feels like you've surpassed her? What if she feels like you're fulfilling a dream that she might have had? What if she feels like you're being too bold? You might trigger your own mom. And that's part of the journey, right? She's your mom and you love her, but she's also human and she has her own triggers and wounds and unhealed things she hasn't dealt with. Do you guys understand that? Like, it's just person to person. And I'm not a mom, but besides a dog mom. But what I can say is if I think about myself being a mother and I watched my daughter go off and do something that I thought was impossible or something I wanted to do or something that forced me to grow a little bit to understand, it would be difficult for me. And so your family, it's very possible that they might struggle with your entrepreneurship journey. It is. They might not get it. Hi, Taylor. Kelsey says, I'm feeling that right now. She's feeling the up level. You guys are wanting Chris on the show. (laughs) Nat says, oh, yes. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, nobody talks about this part of entrepreneurship because it's unsexy and it's not sellable. And like, you know, me being a business coach, (laughs) I will talk about it all the time. But I don't find people talk about this often. It broke my heart when I realized there was a part of me that was distancing from my family in entrepreneurship. Like, it so much broke my heart. But I couldn't abandon myself and my dreams and my journey to please other people. It's making me emotional, which you can see. (laughs) The podcasters can't see, which is great. But the thought of abandoning myself and what I wanted, the thought of abandoning my truth and my purpose and my soul's expression on this planet was, it felt like death. I couldn't do it. And I knew that it might be uncomfortable and painful for my family for a while or my friends and they might not get it and they might judge me and they might fall away for a little bit, right? Whoever it is, whether it's family or friends or partners or anyone in your life, they might fall away for a little bit. But at the end of the day, you have yourself and you have to be the number one person that you're committed to your goals, your dreams, what you want to pursue in life. That has to be your number one because we can't live our lives from a place of trying to please everybody. 
It's not possible. And I know you hear this. It's It sounds like a Hallmark card, right? Hallmark card. But it's the truth. It's like, if I live my life from this place of needing to please other people, I'm going to water myself down. I'm preoccupied. My dog is walking around on the floor. I think he might bark. Ollie, come here. Come here. Ollie. What's that? Go get your toy. <laughs> this is the real life behind the scenes. So, I just like, you have to make a choice, right? And this is wisdom from entrepreneurship. You have to make a choice. Am I willing to abandon myself and my goals and my dreams and what I really want and my truth in order to be loved and accepted by other people who have abandoned some of their goals and dreams and truths to make other people happy? Or am I willing to go for it and maybe make people uncomfortable, right? And maybe push them a little bit but know at the end of the day that I'm doing what my soul was put here to do. That is the only way I can go. I can't do it the former way. I will break. (laughs) It will feel like death to me because we are here. If you're a spiritual person, growth is like your lifeblood. And if you're not growing, you feel like you're dying. And so in entrepreneurship, it's the same way. If you're not growing and living out your dreams and your passions to the fullest, it feels like a part of you is dying. That's just the name of the game. I'm getting so far off of my notes. The emotions move me. <laughs> um, you know, your family and your friends, they probably aren't going to get it. I wish there was a sexier, easier thing to tell you. They probably aren't going to get it. And if you let that be the reason you water down your truth or your message, you might have to live with that regret. Especially if you're in the coaching realm, people feel from you whether or not you're holding back. They feel from you inauthenticity. They feel from you a watered down message. And it's the thing that makes them like lean out or lean in, right? When you feel someone's being really authentic and they've peeled back their layers and they're fully showing up, they're magnetic to you. And in Manifestation Queen, um, my signature program, the way I talk about this is it's you and your queendom. And a queendom, a woman in her queendom is like, she loves her shadows and she loves her light and she dims her light for nobody. And she shines her light brightly to call people home. She's the lighthouse, right? She stands on the shore and the ships come in and they come home to her. She doesn't have to go out and chase them. She doesn't have to win their approval. She doesn't have to call them over and say, it's over here. It's way better over here. You should come over here. She just beams her light. And the people who love her light and they want to be where she is, they're magnetized to her and they come to her. That's the feminine energy. That's the queendom. So it's a woman who is unapologetically herself and owns her shadows and her light all at the same time. And I know you guys will see that the more you hang out with me on live video or in this podcast. There is very little that I won't talk about because I've been through it all. You know, something I say a lot is I've earned the right to teach this work. I've been the person who's broke and I figured out how to grow a business to 100K, over 100K in under 11 months 
through money mindset and manifestation work. I've been the person who was in the relationship where things weren't working and I couldn't figure out why and then we were just best friends and we weren't really in a place of chemistry and it was because I was in my masculine energy all the time and I didn't know how to be in my feminine, right? And it was my fault that the relationship got to that place. And I've been in a place where I've been passive aggressive in relationships and I didn't know how to get my needs met and I didn't know how to experience pleasure in the bedroom or let go or orgasm or anything like that. Like I've been that person and so when I coach or when I teach programs, it is the culmination of all the things I have learned in this rapid personal development journey over the last several years that's brought me to a place of earning consistent five-figure months and waking up every day doing my purpose work and living with somebody who I once dreamed about, right? And is now my partner. And we get to crush life together. And it's amazing. And living in a happy, healthy, thriving body that I love. And having a great sex life that gets better and better. By the way, with practice and learning and communication. (laughs) Nobody tells you about that. (laughs) That's important. Great sex lives don't just happen. You build them. You create them, right? And... I've gone from a place of not being able to experience pleasure in the bedroom to being able to do that and it getting better and better and better. And I talk about it all because there's no shame in any part of it. Like, I don't have shame about previously being codependent or passive aggressive or all those things because I figured that shit out. And we all make mistakes, right? And we all have to learn. I don't shame myself for those shadows. I take it into my coaching work and I'm like, great. Hopefully this makes you feel safe. Hopefully everyone on this live video feels safe being able to share whatever they want to share. Being able to, like when you work with me one-to-one, there's nothing you need to hide because I've been there and I've never judged you for it and I can hold your hand and walk you to the end of the tunnel like I've got you, you're good, we're going to get through this, right? There's no shame in mistakes or shadows, so I own it all and to me that's the essence of queendom. That's my personal opinion. That's the empowered feminine to me is I own it all, the good and the bad, and I don't dim my light or apologize for who I am. I own it. Yeah, Taylor says own it and grow. 150%, right? We don't shame ourselves around here. Shame is, uh, gosh, I don't want to misquote this, but shame is one of the lowest vibrational frequencies we can possibly have. Did you know that? So when you make a mistake, the best thing you can do is be like, oh, I fucked up. I'm really sorry. I was wrong. Here's what I learned. I won't do that again. Can you forgive me? Okay, move on. (laughs) And then you grow from it. That's it. And not stay in this low vibe place. So, gosh, you guys, there's so much wisdom from, from growing a business and entrepreneurship. You know, another thing that's on my heart too. And I did a whole podcast on this. Um, I think it's called Dear Big Hearted Coach, You Can't Help Everyone. It's maybe episode 17 or 18. Every client that comes to you, your job when you work with a client is to activate them, to hold space for them, to give them all the tools that you can, right? To show up for them, to keep your word on what you said you would do and help them grow. However, you cannot make a client change. You cannot make them rise. Do you understand? Not everyone that works with you is going to rise. You could give them the entire formula 
to grow their business to six figures in under 11 months and have the most amazing life and they could look at it and be like, you know, I don't really feel like doing that or that seems sort of hard or that's really inconvenient for me or I don't have the time. You know, I can't really do it because I have kids or I have a husband and so I can't really do it that way or they could say, that might have worked for you but I just don't want to do that. Like, no, that doesn't sound good to me and it's not that... (laughs) I, you want your client to do something that's unaligned because you don't. You always want a client to do something that's in alignment for them. However, however, you not having time to do the thing doesn't mean it's unaligned. It just means you need to grow, right? Remember what we said in the beginning is the 2K a month coach is different than the 10K a month coach vibrationally, in levels of leadership, in levels of responsibility, And so when you work with a mentor and they challenge you to rise and do something differently, at least try it on for size for two weeks, 150%. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work for you. That's fine. But understand that you're going to have to do things differently if you want to get a different result. You have to do things differently if you want to get a different result. The constant in entrepreneurship is that universal laws do not change. Hi, Amy. Say hi as you pop on. That's the constant. The constant in entrepreneurship is universal laws do not change. What fluctuates is your growth. You're going to have to grow. You're going to have to expand. You're going to have to up level in order to reach a new height in your income, your impact, intimacy with your partner, kicking ass in life. You grow, you expand, you change. And the thing about your business is it moves through you. So the way I explain it in my programs is like you have this flow lane. And if you can imagine, it's like a pipe. And the top of the pipe is all of this water flowing down, right? These are all the clients, the money, the impact, the opportunities that want to flow down to the bottom where you are. But we have these limiting beliefs and these energetic blocks that get in the way and they cause big boulders to get into this pipeline. So things like unhealed mother wounds about not being heard or teasing and bullying when you were growing up, when you were being silly and being yourself, so now you feel very guarded like you have to hide who you are. Or having a lot of scarcity money mindset beliefs passed down to you from your family that you haven't cleaned out yet. And all of these things are like boulders in this pipeline, creating energetic blocks between what you want and where you are. And it slows down the flow of this water. So if you want to grow in entrepreneurship, you have to be willing to go inward and look at anything that's in your energetic field that's causing you to get mucky. Especially if you want to work with spirit in your business, I'm learning. The more that I bring spirit into my business and channel my content through spirit and um, really connect with my spirit and bringing spirit in and doing readings for my clients, the more I'm learning that I have to have my energy so clear and pure to be able to hear the messages. Because if I'm preoccupied with like wondering what my mom's going to think of me when she watches this video or listens to this podcast, I'm going to water myself down. Or if I'm preoccupied with I don't know, being codependent in a relationship and 
me and my partner got into a tiff this morning and he didn't say the things I wanted and now I'm insecure. Like all that would affect my energy. So my responsibility as a coach and as an entrepreneur, first and foremost, is to look at where my energetic leaks are, which is why I healed my codependency. And by the way, let me asterisk that. It's something you continue to heal. It's not like healed and done. Just like money mindset, right? It's not healed and done because there's always a new layer. There's always another level of income. So like there's a different level of Brie that's earning 50K months than the Brie now. And I'm going to peel back more of those layers. And side note, I know it's related to me working with spirit in my business, which is what I'm doing. But um, it's a different version. Just like there's another layer of my level of emotional satisfaction in my relationship and physical satisfaction in our intimacy. Like there's always going to be another layer because we're infinitely growing and expanding as human beings and as souls. So we never actually get it done. There's always another layer. A mini lesson I would add to this is Learn to be happy with where you are and eager for more because your desires as an entrepreneur, they're never going to end. Like, you're, there's always going to be another level. You're going to be... There was a version of me that would dream about being where I am right now. Dream about it. I'd be like, what do you mean you're selling out a mastermind and teaching feminine energy and you're planning your first retreat and clients are paying you this much money to work with? Like, what are you talking about? And you're going to move in with this man who you're in love with? Like, what? Right? The version of Brie that's living in her parents' basement with the exposed beams just got out of a long-term relationship and has a puppy who hates dogs and people, she would shit bricks if she saw me right now. But there's also a version of Brie that is making 50K months and maybe I'm married or I have two amazing children or, you know, I've built an empire or a retreat center and I've written books and I'm, maybe I'm traveling, uh, promoting my book. I don't, I don't, well, I don't know, but I do know that that's going to happen. That version of Brie. And if I looked at her now, I'd be like, oh my God, how did you get there? How did you do it? Wow, you're amazing. And you know what she would probably say to me? She'd be like, yeah, you just keep showing up. Just keep going. Even when the clients don't come, even when the money doesn't come, even when you doubt yourself, you just keep going and you don't give up. So another mini lesson in entrepreneurship is show up and keep showing up and understand that there are moments where you're totally going to doubt yourself. Like (laughs) your insecurity is going to be full freaking force today. When I went in to see my partner, because he he owns the gym that I train at, they just opened back up, so I'm psyched to be there. I I went in to see him, and I was celebrating something great for him, and it was awesome. And then as I was leaving, I just felt like crying, (laughs) and I didn't know why. And I felt like, wow, I'm so excited about my business, but like I'm I'm frustrated about these things, and I'm excited about these things, and. I had so much, I had a little bit to clean up in my energy. There was this emotional release coming up, right? Again, that's you as an entrepreneur, you have to be really responsible for your energetic field and cleanse it out. Um, And you're going to have those moments of, is it working? Am I getting it right? Am I good enough? Right? Let me know in the comments of the live video if you've had those feelings before in your entrepreneurship journey. Have you ever doubted yourself? You know, we always look up to people that are where we are in business 
that are where we want to be in business and we put them on a pedestal and think that they never struggle. It's sort of like when you're in middle school. Do you guys remember this? When you're in middle school and you see a college student and you look at them (laughs) and you're like, wow, they're so cool. They've got it all figured out. Oh my gosh, they're drinking. They are the coolest thing ever. Their mom doesn't even call them. Look at the clothes she wears. She has a boyfriend. Wow, she's so cool. Did you guys ever admire people like that that you had seen in high school or college when you were like 10 or 12? Right? You idolize them. Tell me I'm not alone in this. Please let me know. I felt like I had this all the time. I would watch older girls in college or high school wearing different outfits or having the boyfriend or whatever and I was like they must have it all figured out and then I got to that place in high school or college and I was like fuck I got nothing figured out (laughs) and it wasn't at all what I had thought I didn't feel that sense of security that I thought I would feel when I was 12 looking at a 22 year old at all I was like I'm just getting started I have so much to learn and it's the same in entrepreneurship right I was talking to my mentor the other day who's hitting her first 100K month. She's amazing. And she's mentoring me in working with spirit in my business and opening up my psychic side and obviously growing my business, my coaching practice as well um, with Manifestation Queen. And she was explaining to me that she still felt these moments of doubt and like, how is this really happening? And am I good enough? And it's it just put into so much perspective like we're all human at the end of the day so you accumulate this greater knowing this greater trust this greater peace in your soul like when you're doing your soul work you feel so much security in what you're doing because you know source god universe and spirit are all moving with you especially if you run your business through energetics and manifestation like i do It gives you a real sense of, a real foundation in your business, like something firm to rest on because it's like God's wrapping his arms around you all the time, even when you doubt yourself, you know? But there's still the human part of you that's going to go, I'm an imposter, I'm not good enough, what if it fails, what if I can't do it, what if I flop, oh my gosh, I'm a bad entrepreneur, I'm a bad coach, what if I get it wrong, like all these doubts going through your head all the time. And that is a normal part of the journey. Everyone I know, all my colleagues, my peers in the coaching space or in their own business space has experienced severe self-doubt. There were moments when I was making $800 a month, I remember sitting under my desk and crying on the office floor like, how am I going to make money? I'm so broke. I don't know what to do. Freaking out, right? And now when I get upset, I'm like, I had a 15K month and I really want to have a 25K month or whatever it is. It's all relative. But there was a point when I was like super struggling and felt such discomfort. But now when I feel that feeling of discomfort that I'm not manifesting what I want and why am I not manifesting it, it doesn't feel like a chaotic panic attack anymore. It feels like, okay, what's wrong energetically? Is there a leak I'm not taking responsibility for in my energy? Am I missing something? Where am I hiding? Where am I not showing up and being seen? Am I nurturing some false money mindset beliefs? Like what's going on here? And as of late, what I have found in moving from just meeting your needs and your income to living in a lot of overflow and abundance, what I have found is the difference is the ability 
and the willingness that you have to be seen if you're working in the online space or maybe just in your business in general. Um, It's really about are you willing to value and love on yourself and be worthy Like, we're all innately born so worthy. There's no clauses on your worthiness. God's source universe doesn't say, okay, I deem this person worthy and this person not. It's our human side that's like, well, I'm not worthy because I need to lose 10 pounds or I don't make 10K months or I don't have the partner and so nobody will hire me and I have unresolved trauma so I'm not good enough. That's our human, but our soul is so unbelievably worthy. And so if you're in that place where you're saying, I'm not good enough, I'm insecure, I would look at, Where are you creating these stories that you're not good enough, right? Because who says that being 10 pounds up or 10 pounds down in weight makes anyone a better person? And who says that anyone's more worthy or less worthy because they are or are not in a partnership? And money has nothing to do with the value that you bring to the table. How much money you make has nothing to do with your self-worth. I used to live inside that limiting belief for a long time and uh, I don't live there anymore. (laughs) The amount of money I make equates to nothing like it doesn't determine the value I have as a person anymore at all and I know that but it took me a lot of work to get there okay Taylor says this is my life right now her baby arrives next month she's establishing her photography business that's crazy busy and she has a full-time day job you're crushing it and you're just in the in-between of where you are and where you want to be I get that like I don't have a child, but what I know for sure is that women are super fucking powerful and you are creating life and you're creating another creation, which is your business and you're helping people in your photography business. Pictures are extremely valuable and you're in a marriage, like you're just in your full glory. Don't wish it away. Don't wish it away. There's so much goodness there to milk and soak in. You're literally creating another human. That's more more amazing than anything I've ever done. So be easy on yourself. I think you're doing a lot better than you think you're doing. You know? Okay. A couple other people were confirming that they know what it's like to idolize a college person when you're 12. (laughs) Yeah, those are some really big lessons with entrepreneurship. And I think Taylor brought up a a good one. It's like, just be easy with yourself because you're always going to be in the gap, the distance between where you are and where you want to be. You're always going to be there on some level. By the time you hit your first 10K month, you'll want your 15K month. And then you'll want 20 and then you'll want 25 and then you'll want 30. And like, it will just keep growing, you know? And you'll want to impact more people and reach more people and write books and lead retreats and expand and have employees and all those things. Like it never, the expansion, the growth, it never stops. So what keeps coming up in my mind is this concept of being seen and being authentic and peeling back the layers. That is usually a blocker for people when they want to jump into the next level in business. When I started shifting from just talking about manifestation to talking about money and money mindset, I got a lot of pushback from the people who loved me the most, who judged me. And um, it was super painful for a while 
but because I held the vibe and I stayed steady and this is my truth and this is what I want to share with the world and I think everyone needs to know this so we can all be more abundant, eventually they caught up, right? And the same thing happens like now as I peel back the layers and I'm talking about manifestation and money and sex and pleasure and the divine feminine. Like I'm sure there's a lot of people who are like, ooh, this is a little too much for me. But it's not my responsibility to monitor what's a stretch for them and what's uncomfortable for them. That's for them to look at. That's for them to look at their triggers and their wounds and whatever comes up for them, right? But I'm here in in the feminine power being the lighthouse. And that's what I would say to all of you guys too that are entrepreneurs doing this work. It's like, You have to hold the vibe. You have to be the lighthouse for your clients and believe in your message more than anything else that you give them something to calibrate to, right? You hold it. You have to believe in yourself first and then people show up believing in you. You have to believe in your message and your purpose on this planet and what you're teaching and then people show up who are like, fuck, I'm magnetized to her. She's got something that I want. You know, you're the leader here. You lead. So you believe in yourself first, regardless of if your family or your friends or anyone else cares or not. Right? Hi, Kate. Say hi as you pop on. Whew. That was a lot of entrepreneurship wisdom. I didn't realize I was going to go that long into this podcast. Um, Let me know if on the live video, if this was helpful for you, shoot me a comment. Let me know. I think my partner might be home. (laughs) You guys are getting all the behind the scenes looks. And if you're on the podcast version, if you like this episode, please feel free to write blah, 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 to rate us five stars and leave us a review. That means more than you know. And go ahead and screenshot and throw me up on your Instagram story. Tag me at Building Bree so that I can see that you're listening. And guys, if you're wanting to work with me more closely, one-to-one or in my group programs, or I actually have a mastermind right now that is phenomenal, uh, there are links in the show notes to my website where you can find out about my coaching. You can join my private Facebook group. That's completely free. I talk about my coaching and my programs there as well. And what was the last thing? Oh, Manifestation Queen, the mastermind. Yeah, amazing. We're starting that on July 6th. 2020 so you only have 13 days left to get in and the price increases the closer we get to the actual start date so if you want in on that uh, reach out to me sooner rather than later to get in there'll be a link in the show notes to check out all the details on that as well and you guys you can just message me personally if we're friends on Facebook or Instagram Uh, to ask about programs or working with me one-to-one or the mastermind or anything like that. I prefer to talk to you human to human than send you to a sales page, right? So I hope you guys liked this episode. If you did, let me know. Thank you for hanging out here and I will talk to you very soon. I'll see you in the next one.